big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. I'm Cameron and I'm joined by Ed, Kai, Luke and Benjamin as the 2021-22 football season has kicked off. For Derby, that came in the form of a 1-1 draw with Huddersfield, followed by a 3-3 draw and ultimate penalty win over Salford City in the Carabao Cup. Kai, your thoughts on the start to the season? I think all things considered, it's a pretty positive start. We were written off quite a lot by a lot of people before we played Huddersfield. Um, They had a COVID situation where their manager wasn't able to take part in the game. But I didn't think that was a massive issue for them. They still fielded a relatively relatively strong side for what they've got. They were probably our level. I think that's where we'll finish in and around Huddersfield this season. I thought we could have nicked it at the end. But at the end of the day, a 1-1 draw after thinking that we were going to lose every single game at the start of the season isn't too bad. So I think it's a positive result. We can take it into Peterborough on Saturday. And then the Salford game was a bit of a crazy one. It was your typical cup game where it doesn't seem to settle down. They took an early two-goal lead, which was quite poor from us. Um, I think also made a big error with the second goal. But then the young lads turned it around. They won a penalty that probably shouldn't have been a penalty. We won one that probably shouldn't have been a penalty. And then Ravel Morrison stuck one into the top corner. So I think we can take positives out of it. There's still stuff to learn, but going forward, it's not too bad of a start. Uh, do you feel, I feel like the the overall feeling is largely positive amongst, amongst most Derby fans to start the season because um, the expectation was so low, as, as Kai mentioned. Do you feel those positives are because the expectation was so low? Or do you genuinely think those were solid performances to start the season? I mean, yeah, ultimately it's two games, isn't it? And you can't really read too much into two games. But I thought the Huddersfield game was a fair result. And I think that's as big of a compliment as we can kind of give uh, to the team at the moment. We've got such an experience in the team and, you know, we're struggling with signings and stuff. So I think as long as we can keep putting points on the board, I, th- I think we can be happy. I think the manner in which we beat Salford, albeit on penalties, is a big boost for the youngsters because it wasn't majoritively a y- young team. And yeah, I think we can only benefit from low expectations. Ultimately, if we start to meet the expectations we've given, which is relegation fodder, that's when we can start worrying. But when your expectations are the bottom of the barrel, you can kind of anticipate that we're going to somewhat do better than that in at least the short term. So uh, I'm 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 mildly optimistic going into it. I think the youngsters in the team. I think I met, I think we all alluded to it last week on the podcast. Louis Watson, all of those young flair players that we've got coming through. I think that gives us a massive cause for optimism. And yeah, we, we've started to see signs of that already. So there's no reason why we can't can't pick up a few points and see where we're at. Look, we've seen the addition of Ravel Morrison most recently on Saturday, just 30 minutes before kick-off of the season and then the day before that in what was a pretty chaotic morning we also saw the additions of Curtis Davis, Richard Stearman and Ryan Alsop. Is that enough to keep us up or do we need more? I think we need more personally because I don't think uh, Stearman and Davis can play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, etc. 
And I think Forsyth and uh, I think Jordan Brown will be out of a cover at centre-back. We'll probably struggle for a season because Forsyth naturally not a centre-back. Jordan Brown, probably, I think he's 18 or 19, it will struggle because when Ian Henderson did come off for Salford, he did bully him about, and that's just from experience versus non-experience. So I think we'll struggle at the back, but I still think we can stay up with these signings because... I think the togetherness this team has, you see the way they celebrate against Salford. Yes, it's only the first round of the cup against Salford, but a team spirit like that, that can push you through games and it can get it can get you through the bad times and the good times. And as long as they're there for each other and we can push each other, I think we will stay up. But saying that, I still think we do need more cover at the back because Davis and Stearman will get tired and they will get tired easy because when they've got legs running at them, they will struggle, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like we also forget that we really only have Stretton and that's it to back up Kazim. And Stretton was a pretty solid performance against Salford, made some good in-behind runs, had an opportunity where his first touch let him down, was really unlucky in the last moment. So the keeper made a brilliant save on an attempted chip. So thought he looked quite lively against Salford. Um, but we literally pretty much have no alternative to Kazim. Stretton is such a difference in player to, to Kazim that I feel like we have to change our whole adaptive play if something happens to Kazim. So um, I feel like we need another forward as well as uh, another defender. So hopefully those trialists that were with us earlier, potentially Rooney says they are still around, even though they're not training. Hopefully we can get some over the line because I think on the face of it, the starting 11 is not bad for Derby. That's a pretty good starting 11, but it's when the suspensions and the injuries and, everything that happens in a football season ultimately comes that um, we will start to suffer. Benjamin, it's weird asking you questions, um, but welcome back to the podcast. You you were um, were at both games. Talk to me about the atmosphere. A lot's been said for how small the crowd's been. Um, Just 16,000 on the opening day. I think it was under 10,000 for the Salford game. What's your thoughts on the atmosphere? Um, For saying we lack numbers, it, it was outstanding some of the loudest I've ever heard Pride Park. And I think that is concerning, but at the same time, it it shows how passionate the smaller few are about this club. And regardless of the situation that we're in, we'll come together to support the boys, however, however poorly we're doing, however on death's door the club actually might be. Who knows how long we've got left, even. So why not be there to enjoy it? Um, the number was about 7,000 on on Tuesday night with the South Stand only having the middle strip. And they, I couldn't hear Salford. Bear in mind they had about 60. But even when they scored, nothing, absolutely nothing because of how loud how loud we were. Um, the the applauses we get we give players when Festy came off on on Tuesday. Um, it, it was so lovely to see because he's a player that I have loved and gassed up since his early academy days. Um, and to see him fulfilling the prophecy and doing it on the first team is is an absolute pleasure. And I'm you just love to see it, frankly. What more can you say? You do, and I think Rooney touched on it. A lot of those players never played in front of a crowd before. So I think the the fact that we fell behind in the manner we did to Salford, to be able to come back in the manner that we did is 
is um, is great testament to the players that we do have around them, and hopefully that's given them a, a massive a massive confidence boost. Um, as we turn our attentions more towards Peterborough High, there were good performances against Salford for Ravel, Festi, Sibley, Watson, among others. Do you think they did enough to keep their place, or do we turn back more towards a lineup similar to that of the game against Huddersfield? I do expect uh, Rafael Morrison to be put in to the first team on uh, Saturday because his experience was pretty key on Tuesday night. You could see the way he spoke to Ebersale Williams a lot throughout the game. It sort of they understood what they needed to do, which without him they probably wouldn't have had to do it and I think it was Andy Hinchcliffe who was the co-commentator on Sky the other night he said that it's probably the first sign that Ravel Morrison has had this sort of um, role at a team where he isn't the young gun coming through he's got to be the experienced leader and I think he showed that quite well on Tuesday so if we drop Watson maybe for him because Watson's played the first two games now he probably could do a, a little bit of a rest and then I also expect Abbasaley to keep his place over Josviak. Um, I think Camille struggled a lot last season. He came out of the season with one goal, two assists, I think it was. He enjoyed three games at the Euros with Poland where he played all right, considering Poland went out very early on. But he's come back into the squad and I don't think he's earned his place in the first team yet. And if Festi is going to come in and play as well as he, as he has done, then... He, it shouldn't be because Josviak's more experienced that he should start over him. Ever said he's in form. He's the one causing more problems for the defences. So why not play him? He scares defenders. And that's the best thing that you can do as a winger. One interesting thing from the Salford game was that <clears throat> Ravel seemed to drop quite deep at times. Um, do you expect to see more of that? Because in the, I mean, I know it's pre-season, but in the pre-season games I attended, it was like a free roam for the three almost behind behind the centre forward. But it was almost like Ravel was was pulling the strings, playing holding mid at times against Salford. Again, I think that goes back to what I was saying about his experience. He had players around him where we weren't really playing sort of a holding midfielder position like we'd normally do. Shinny and Bird weren't in there. It was Watson and Hutchinson who were sort of rotating between the sort of central midfield and wing role. So Ravel had to drop in. He did his job and he did it really well. So I don't really expect him to have to do that on Saturday if he does start because I expect Shinny and Bird to be back in. But it shows that he's got it in his repertoire. So if he, if we need it, then it's there. He's almost like a more mobile. Rooney when when he was playing for us in a way deep but can push forward doesn't push forward nearly as maybe he needs to but he can ping balls left right for Festi and Tommy to chase it's yeah it, it's a brilliant adaptation to his game and I'm I'm excited to see where Rooney actually tells him to play because he might just stick back there for the rest of the season if if he does his defensive duties as well. I think that was... A, the thing is with Ravel Morrison, it was almost like he gets disinterested in a club. So as long as we can keep him engaged at the, in the team, so whether that is just switching him around in roles, then... Send him to the joiners as many nights <laughs> as he wants. Wait, no, 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 no. 
and so be it. I mean, I would rather he be happy playing wherever he wants than him being unhappy and leaving in January. Ed, expectation. Peterborough got off to a shocking start, but it is their first game at home back in the championship. What kind of reaction are you expecting from them and, and what do you really expect from us going into this game? A difficult fight or is this an opportunity for us to hit someone maybe low on confidence? I think they've got their point to prove as well in this division. It's been a long time since they've been up here. Um, I also think, and I don't want to bring him up too soon, but because of this whole Jack Marriott saga and the fact that the chairman, the Peter chairman has been in our local sort of podcasts and sort of messages from him has been circulating the Derby Twitter sphere. I do think there's a weird vibe about the game that even if Jack Marriott isn't involved, because I think he's injured at the moment anyway, shock. Um, I do think that it's almost as though Peterborough have got a point to prove against us in a, in a, in a weird sense. But uh, I do think that they'll be much more solid than they were in midweek and at the weekend. I think they've, they've shipped seven goals as it so far in the first opening two. Um, and th- they're going to see us as easy pickings too. You know, we've, we've got to remember that ultimately we are also in the same scrap that they are for the time being. You know, we might be able to strengthen, sure, but we've got a relegation scrap on our hands and they're going to see us as easy pickings just as much as we are them. So I think it'll be a tight game, but I do think that they'll see us as low-hanging fruit and and, and try and go for it. But I think that could work in our favour because um, I think they like to play prettier football than some teams that come up from League One. Um, normally we don't deal very well against direct teams, but I don't know how direct they will be. I've not really seen them since they've come up, but they seem to be more um, of a team to play football. So that could benefit us. And, you know, if 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 we keep Hebeselli in the team, which I do think we should, as Kai said, I think, I think he is that X factor that we, we've missed the last 12 months. You know, we've needed that direct, sparky player. And I think we've finally got that. And with Colin still up front holding the line, you know, with Tom Lawrence and now Ravel Morrison, it is, it's really exciting in attack. And when was the last time we could say that about a Derby team? So Peterborough will come at us, but I, th- I think we'll be okay. I, th- I think we'll be all right. I'll save it for the predictions though. Luke, Jack Marriott is one man in the lineup of Peterborough that attracts the eye or jumps out the page, especially for us Derby fans. How nervous are you of him going up against most likely Stearman and Davis? Because when he was healthy, he was known to have those dangerous runs in behind, maybe a little bit of pace. Are you nervous ahead of that game on uh, uh, London Road? If I'm being honest, I am more nervous about facing Johnson Clark Harris, if anything, than Marriott. I feel like he is a major, major threat. And he scored, it, I think it was 30 goals he got last season. I could be wrong, but I know it was a high, high 20s, could be early 30s. And I think he can be a real, real danger in the box. Like Ed mentioned earlier, I don't think Marriott is playing because I think he is injured. I did see him in the, um, whatever it's called now. I still call, I still call it Into. It's changed its name now. I still call it Into. I saw him in Into of his um, son having a meal during the day. So he's not training. So I'm guessing he's still injured. But if you, let's say he is fit and he is firing, like you said, I will be scared of him. He is a good player there's no doubt about that he is a good player Derby just didn't go his way for him like we saw in the Lampard those 10-15 games he was lethal and he was probably one of the best strikes in the league and if he can get that form back 
he will be scary to watch against Davis and Stearman, who are probably both aren't properly match fit because Davis hasn't played proper game of football since November. So I can see him causing a lot of issues if he plays. I sort of want to interject on that. I think Davis plays at his best against these sorts of strikers. The ones who try to get in and behind him, he's so intelligent at stopping those runs by just basically giving himself an extra couple of yards. And when you compare that to other centre-backs, especially when you compare the ones to that we played against Salford, obviously they don't have the experience that Curtis Davis does, but they allow Stratton to make those runs. And I think Stratton is probably the most like-to-like player we've got to Marriott at the moment. They make similar runs and I feel they've got the same sort of goal scoring threat. Obviously, he's still waiting to hone his skills a bit, but Stratton will be able to possibly get those 20 goals in a championship season in a couple of years' time. So I'm not too worried about Davis. Maybe Stearman, because Stearman probably is lacking a little bit more match fitness than Davis at the moment, but I'm not overly concerned. I think he's probably injured again anyway, so there's more, there's bigger issues out there. Ben, togetherness. Luke touched on it earlier. It's very important that we are together because we don't have the biggest squad and it is a rather young squad and it's been great to get behind them at Pride Park, but away from home, do you fear for us a little bit? Not a chance. We've sold out that away end to uh, 1,800, I believe. It's a it's a big amount travelling to Peterborough. And, you know, it's, it's just going to be a good time. The first away day since, what would it have been, Sheffield Wednesday under, under Philip Koku. Oh, mate. Proper away day. Don't count the... Uh, the Salford in the preseason, but like a proper away day, we're going to be proper up for it. The fans are going to want to get everyone going, and the players all really respond to that. They've they've seen how we've reacted the past two past two times, and yeah, why not? Why can't we go to Peterborough and smash them a three 0 Well, we're not going to, but why not? Um, I was just going to make a point as well. I think it's interesting that I know we've we've struggled as fans over the last sort of eight years with dips in form and with with don't get me wrong. I'm sure you lads have, have endured some horrible, horrible games in away ends. You know, like Aston Villa, and, and there's a couple that that really stick out. But if you think about these last this last year and a half, where it's been really, really a big struggle for us, we've not had fans that whole time. You know, th- this set of lads haven't had fans behind them this whole time that we've been struggling. We don't know how much of an impact we're going to have on this team yet. And that that's something that gives me optimism as a fan, is that if we can really get behind these lads, whilst we've seen them struggle and not been able to do anything about it, I don't see us really, hopefully, getting on their back too much. I'm hoping that these are expectations mixed with, you know, the year and a half away from it. I hope it's a nice mix for us. And that, that's where those low expectations could really, really actually help us. I, I just think that going forward as fans, we need to realise that we shouldn't take for granted these playoff campaigns. It can go wrong so quickly. It has done for us. Just in the back of an eye, what, 18 months, we went from a pretty comfortable side to one that's basically fighting for survival. And at the moment in the club, there seems to be two sorts of sides to it. You've got the board and then you've got the players and the fans. And 
as long as we can keep the players and the fans together, then why not? We can do sort of anything we really want to. I guess one of the things I'm slightly concerned about is I think it's a perfect start at Peterborough because it's not really, with all due respect to Peterborough, I'm sure they'll be up for it. It's their first game at home, but it's not like London Road isn't an environment you'd associate with a hostile environment. If this was Bramall Lane, for example, um, first away game of the season, I might be a little bit concerned for particularly the younger players because it's a very hostile environment. But... You know, hopefully the drip fed in with the likes of Peterborough and Hull away with all due respect to those teams that aren't really renowned for having that hostile environment at home. And then you get a taste of Bramall Lane in the Carabao Cup and hopefully the players start to to ease a little bit more confidence into that. Because Rooney, I thought, was was right. And it's not really a point as a fan, even though our expectations are low, you still expect a certain standard. So it's not really something I don't think many fans think about. Like that start against Salford, was probably because many of those players maybe didn't freeze, but certainly weren't as confident as normal as they would be playing at, at Moor Farm or playing at an empty Pride Park Stadium because there were fans there. There was um, Sky TV there. So um, hopefully the likes of, of a Peterborough away day will, will, will ease them in to, to be a little, bit, a little bit more confident. I was going to turn now more towards predictions. Benjamin, I believe you're our inside source on how Peterborough play. You've been harrowing me with texts about, let me talk about how Peterborough United play. Well, go ahead, talk about how the posh play and and drop in a prediction there. So, Peterborough play like Barcelona, apart from their awful at the back. They'll do a high line, they'll counter-press, they'll regroup, but they just shit goals. They're just horrendous. Uh, yeah. So, but the thing about us is we're horrendous everywhere, but that gives me hope that we can go there and why not snatch a little one nil win from a little festy header. That sounds marvellous. That sounds marvellous. I can't wait for it to be Derby County nil after Peterborough ship goals, a lot of goals. So I can't wait for that. Thank you, Benjamin, inside source. We'll have an inside source each week. Um, Luke, your thoughts, predictions, confident, not confident. Give me a scoreline. I'm just more proud of the fact Ben didn't say Max Bird or Lee Buchanan are going to score for Derby. So I'm just proud of Ben for a minute. But um, on a real note prediction, I'm going to go 2 0 Derby because Peterborough did a pre season friendly the other day. And I know it won't be all their first team players, but they still conceded another two goals, even though they won. So they're still conceding but winning. So I think we'll score two. I still think we'll concede. So I'll go 2 1 Derby and I'll go Colin and Ravel to score for Derby. Luke, we the only man who can say 2-0 and then five seconds later say 2-1. Um, Ed, your thoughts and predictions at London Road? Um, okay, I'm going to, again, on the same ilk, I'm going to say 2-1, which I think will be a cracking result for us if we can get a 2-1 win. Um, I think they'll go ahead and I think it'll be shaky, but I just think 
the the energy like I, I know we've not referenced it yet, but the the scenes at full time when we won the penalty shootout against Salford, I think some fans have have called it embarrassing. Some fans have said like, why are you celebrating that after beating Salford on penalties in the cup in the first round? That that was a confidence booster, and ultimately, I think that kind of momentum does win you games. So, yeah, I'm going to say two one. I'm going to say they're going to score first. Then we get a Colin Kazim Richards double. There it is. Short and, si- short and sweet. Short and sweet. Over to Kai. Prediction, please. Well, I'm going to this game, and I don't have the best record of going to away games. I've been to about 21, I think, and we've lost about 14 of them. So if that's anything to go by, we're probably going to get beat about 4-5-0. But I trust this team. I don't very often say that about Derby teams. I think there's, a, there's something happening here, which... I don't think it will lead to anything sort of promotion-wise, but it will lead to a very successful season. I think that we're going to have to pick up points against teams teams like Peterborough, who I sort of expect to be in and around the relegation zone come the end of the year. So I'm going to go for a 2-0 Derby win. I'm not going to change my mind and go for 2-1 like Luke did. And I'm going to go for a Kazim Richards brace as well. Uh, someone tweeted that if he scores four more goals for Derby, it'd be the most goals he scored at a single club in his entire career. So that was that'd be quite a nice note to have as well in the next few weeks. So yeah, two 0 derby. Kazim Richards at the double, one in the first half, one in the second half. I will go with a two-two draw. I feel like Peterborough will be very much up for this, and I feel like we we will be as well. But I feel like we'll have to weather storms at several parts of the game, and I think we will trail twice but come back twice because uh, I have more belief that we'll come back more in, in games this season than, than certainly in last season where we were pretty horrendous when we fell behind. Um, I have no idea about Peterborough goal scorers, but I'll go with a Tom Lawrence penalty and a Louis Sibley substitution goal to rescue a point for us in the last 20 minutes or so. But thank you very much, gentlemen. And thanks, of course, for listening to the latest edition of the Once A Ram podcast. We'll be back next week to review the Rams' first away day of the season at London Road. Until then, thanks for the goal memory at Ellen Road. But stay injured, please, Jack, of the Rams. <laughs>